0: The Mariners 40-man roster is now full with today's edition of right-handed pitcher Austin Voth. We'll tell you a little bit about him and talk about the collection of relief arms the Mariners have put together over the last week or so, and if that signifies, you know, really anything coming up here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ahoy, sailors. It is Wednesday, January 17th, 2024. This is Titing Azales and Colby Patton for the Locked On Mariners podcast brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on. That's L-O-C-K-D-O-N to get yourself started. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube, or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you're part of the crew and rock with us every single day, let us know in the comments below. We'd love to hear from you. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. You can now get a free seven-day trial to check out the show. The link, as well as our social accounts, is in the description of this episode. And on the show today, the Mariners have signed a reliever to a small major league contract. Uh, right-hander Austin both on a one-year $1.25 million deal both is one of several arms the Mariners have added in the past week to throw into their bullpen mix. We're going to discuss if this signifies, you know, an upcoming trade of one of the team's other relievers or something of the like. Uh, but first, let's just focus in on Voth. Um, it's a major league contract, which is a little bit surprising. Um, the Mariners have, again, added a lot of minor league deals over the last week or so. They've made a waiver claim as well with Mauricio Levera. Uh, But this is a major league addition for the Mariners, an awesome Voth. So, uh, Colby, what do you think about the deal, and what do you think about both?
1: Yeah, he's a, he's an interesting arm. You um, Went to UW. He was born in Redmond, so he is a Pacific Northwest guy. Uh, so welcome back home. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's a four-pitch mix, but not the traditional four pitches. It's a forcing fastball, curveball, sweeper, technically is what it's classified as, sure. and a uh-huh. cutter. So, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh-huh. fastball. 92 to 94, not a lot of run on it, not a lot of value out of that pitch. That's that's a big hang-up uh, with both. Uh, but he does do a couple things well, and that is spin the baseball. Uh, both his curveball and his sweeper have plus spin rates. Curveball 17th best spin rate in baseball, uh, so he can really spin the breaking pitches, and he can get whiffs uh, on those pitches. And the cutter is actually uh, pretty interesting. It's about 91 miles an hour, 89 to 91. Uh, in that range and it's got some movement, you know, I, I found some clips of, uh, there's a really, I found some clips that are on control the zone, the, the Twitter account. Mm -hmm. Uh, he strikes out Fernando Tatis with a really nasty cutter. Um, he's not afraid to backdoor that on lefties and just clip the outside corner. Uh, so the cutter has some, some interesting, you know, uh, value to it. Uh, but yeah, despite, you know, two plus raw pitches, He's never put up great numbers. He was pretty pretty useful for the uh, 2022 Orioles in the second half when they started using him as a starter. Um, Like I said, two plus raw pitches, but not very consistent with him. He'll leave him in the middle of the plate at times. Uh, The fastball, again, he's not getting really any value out of that, and the cutter has been spotty. So this is a guy with good stuff, has not been consistent with his control, command, or his stuff. So it's really, you know, at this stage of his career, he's what is 30 years old, I believe 31. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's not, it's not likely that uh, this is going to turn out much for the Mariners, but it's a one year deal. It is just over league minimum for a veteran. Like it's very, very small deal. It's easy to get out of. It's not going to prevent them from getting anybody else. I saw that whole, like, well, a million dollars is going to prevent them from getting player X. No, it's not. It's not guys. It's not any player you can get for 15 million. You can get for 14 million. It's going to be fine. Uh, and he's just, you know, interesting clay. You have a couple of, you know, plus uh, breaking balls. Uh, you have an interesting cutter and maybe the solution is as simple as throw the sweeper and the curveball a lot more and throw the fastball a lot less. We'll see. It, it's an interesting arm. Uh, you know, every, we say this every time, actually two rules, two of our rules apply here. One, if the Mariners acquire a pitcher, you should be interested automatically they're really good at this and two there is no such thing as a bad one-year deal Mm -hmm. so you know both is interesting he certainly is uh i he's not the splashiest guy in the world he wasn't even really worth us doing an emergency podcast like think about that that's technically
0: this is the emergency
1: podcast (laughs) sure well i dare you to put emergency (laughs) in the title Um, all right so so, yeah so uh both is interesting he's he's an interesting arm uh the fact that he got a major league deal could you have gotten him on a minor league deal probably, maybe, but Mm -hmm. by giving him a major league deal, guaranteeing him a 40-man spot entering spring training, it's probably a deciding factor, because perhaps both had an opportunity to go start uh, on a minor league deal and and see if he can make a rotation or something. So, uh, He's an interesting arm, and you could see why, uh, when you dig in a little bit, why the Mariners are going to have some interest in him. Uh, He also does have experience as both a starting pitcher and a relief pitcher, and as a swing guy so you yep. kind of fill a lot of roles for you too he's a he's an interesting arm
0: yeah broke into the league as a uh, starting pitcher uh ended up transitioning to the bullpen in washington back in 2021 uh was uh exclusively a reliever in 2023 for the orioles but in 2022 he um he both started and uh did some relieving as well 101.2 innings pitched Uh, that year 17 starts from seven nine seven case per nine two seven four walks per nine four three four era four one four fip and then this past year 34 and two-thirds innings pitch eight eight three case per nine three eight nine walks per nine five one nine era five one oh fip um so with that background of being able to both start and come out of the bullpen and essentially be a swing we've talked about that role for Anthony Desclafani and how important that role might be for the Mariners this upcoming year. Uh, And it seemed like that role again was going to be filled by Desclefani, but now with both, especially with the context of him being on a major league deal, uh, do you think that this means they, they could end up actually flipping Desclefani and and trying to save some money on that $12 million contract?
1: It's certainly uh, one of the possibilities uh, because, you know, if you, Essentially, if you give both a $1.25 million contract and then you trade Disclofani and eat half of his salary or whatever, you're still getting about $5 million net to, to your payroll. Now, Desclefani is better uh, than Voth. At least he has been in yep. his career. So uh, it's it's not something that's guaranteed to happen. Uh, and also, Voth, again, this is a guy who could, in theory, be like a middle relief type. So maybe uh, it's not Disclofani who you know, might be on the trade block now, maybe it's someone of the Mariners middle relief types uh, as they look yep. to kind of, you know, go get that, that infielder thereafter. So uh, I don't know. I don't want to say it definitely indicates that something is going to come out of this. Uh, and it doesn't. Uh, I, I saw this idea that like Desclafani and both both on the, on the roster. Don't make any sense. Uh, it does. It does. And by the way, both doesn't have to make the opening day roster. There's no guarantee of that, even though he got a major league deal. So, right. um, yeah, I wouldn't say that it's a, it's a guarantee, but I think it's definitely something, uh, that's a little easier to swallow, uh, you know, trading Desclafani because that role is important to this Mariner team. You need that swing guy who can, you know, pitch in the rotation and give you four, five, six four five, six, a couple times, uh, you know, a month, uh, but can also get out some righties and stuff out of the bullpen. So, uh, it's an important role. The Mariners add depth to that role. And maybe just maybe it means Descalfani uh, is, is you know, up for a trade. Or maybe it means Gabe Spire is, is available or, or Justin Topa or Trent right. Thornton. I mean, who knows? But uh, yeah, yeah it, it certainly does seem like this deal could be a prelude to a bigger deal uh, that's sure. coming down the pipe. But it's not necessarily, uh, I wouldn't necessarily count on it. So we're going to talk more about that and just
0: all the arms that the Mariners have brought in, because it's quite a few over the last week or so. And just over the course of the winter as well, they've collected a, a really large group of uh, relief arms. So we're going to talk about that in just a moment. But first, a reminder, this episode of the Locked On Marys podcast is brought to you by both FanDuel and Ibotta. All right, Sailors, the NFL regular season may be over, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets, guaranteed, when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. And the app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. You can also find bets in the new Explore tab, and make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. It's the best way to find popular parlays. While the Seahawks are done, Mariners baseball is almost here, folks. So is betting on Mariners baseball. But while you wait for the boys to take the field, you can still bet on the Kraken and Huskies basketball. So visit fanduel.com/lockedon that's L O C K D O N and make your first bet a layup. Again that is fanduel.com/lockedon L O C K D O N. FanDuel, official partner of the National Football League. For many people, the new year means resolutions to save money. So stop shopping without getting anything in return. Start getting cash back on every purchase you make with Ibotta. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. So you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $145 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. Buy that flight you've been eyeing, that game you're dying to go to, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much. With Ibotta, just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join the over 50 million savers and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the promo code LOCKEDONMLB when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use promo code LOCKEDONMLB. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use promo code LOCKEDONMLB. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. And as a reminder, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So like I mentioned earlier, the Mariners have added quite a few relievers, uh, not just within the last week, but over the course of the winter, awesome Voth, Anthony Desclafani, Jackson Kowar, Carlos Vargas, Mauricio Levera, Cody Bolton, Joey Crable, uh, Kirby Sneed, Ty Buttre, uh Jonathan Diaz, Corey Abbott, a lot of guys here, right? And uh, some of this is just, you know, spring training bodies right it's not really out of the norm a lot of these guys have signed minor league deals but we're trying to project the Mariners roster right now 26-man roster feel pretty good about Andres Munoz Matt Brash Justin Topa making making the team right so there's Mm -hmm. three spots there the Mariners typically carry eight relievers pretty much all times I feel pretty good about Gabe Spire and Taylor Saucedo making the team so that essentially leaves three spots for all those guys that I just mentioned, plus Prolander Baroa, Trent Thornton, Edward Bizzardo, Ty Adcock. Those right. are the other guys still on the 40 man roster. Uh, and again, you know, both is making major league money, right? Uh, Desclafani is making $12 million. Right. He's he, Desclafani is making $12 million. Uh, mm-hmm. They just gave Trent Thornton, I think, 1.3 in arbitration, yeah. 1.2, something like that. Um, So there's three guys right there. There's your final three spots in theory, which would close the door on Kowar, Vargas, Baroa, cetera, making the team out of spring training. But uh, I think those guys are are definitely going to get a very long look to make the team. And I think at least one of those guys is probably going to make the team. So with that, seems like there's going to be an odd man out here. And maybe it's as simple as Voth or Thornton. You know, that would Mm -hmm. seem to be the easiest way out or maybe it is Saucedo. Maybe it is Spire. How do you think this is going to shake out though? And now that I've kind of laid that out and laid those names out, does that make it seem more like a trade might be happening here?
1: First of all, you can never convince me of anything. So no. second of all, um, I would never try. Yeah. (laughs) Desclafani is, is definitely going to make the team if he's around, like they're not going to, to, so there's really two spots open. Um, Yeah, you know, it's an interesting group uh, out of that. Um, I don't think Saucedo is actually much of a lock at all. I think he really has to earn it. Uh, I'm not quite sure. I think he's out of options, though. So, I mean, we'll see how that works out. Um, But, yeah, you know, I think think they like Thornton. And speaking of spin rates, uh, Thornton really can spin the ball as well. So that's something. He was actually pretty good uh, last year. He gave up some big home runs, but he was actually solid. Uh, for the most part. So I, I feel like he's, I don't want to say safe because he's not, but I feel like he's relatively, you know, well-secured. And um, I think this is last spot really comes down to, you know, both Spire or sorry, not Sp- uh, both uh, Saucedo, Barroa, um, maybe Coar, but we'll see there. There certainly are some interesting uh, names. Uh, crable has some really fun, uh, you know, peripherals and, uh, you know, butchery was in 2019, he was like one of the up and coming relief stars, uh, before, you know, a lot of stuff happened. So, um, there's some really interesting names here. It does make me think that they are feeling confident that if they can't, if they have to trade one of their middle guys to go and, you know, be part of a package to go get the bat they want that they'll do it. Like, I, I think they've done a nice job of building up at least the, the, like the Thornton Isaiah Campbell types and there's some upside in this group as well. So, um, I think when you list, when you, you know, you list all that out, obviously you're going to have to take options into account, uh, as we get closer to, you know, having to make the decision of who's going to be on the opening day roster, uh, and injuries are always going to be a, a big X factor here. Who's going to get hurt in spring training. If anybody, yeah. um, so, who's going to pitch poorly? You know, who's going to get traded? So, a lot of time to figure it out. I, I think the bullpen mix as it is right now, I, I think, you know, like you said, Topa, uh, Brash, Munoz, Spire, if they're all here, they're going to make the team. So is Desclafani. Um, so, really, it, it's, you know, Sacedo, Thornton, both. Um, they're probably the three most likely to make it. And then Barroa, we'll see. But, I mean Baroa's stuff is hard to ignore. So is Vargas. So so is Coar. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Not not exactly the numbers, but yeah, the, not, the raw not stuff. The numbers, but the, the raw, raw stuff, stuff.
0: Yeah. No. I'm I'm turning myself and slowly but surely into you're, a Jackson Coar believer.
1: So, which is ironic because that's how I I started was a Jackson Coar believer uh, yeah. when he you know. Are you are you implying that you're not a believer anymore? I just want to see it you right. know like yeah. i obviously you know the slider and the changeup have promised but that's been true for 3 years and he hasn't done anything with it right. so and right. that's what we talk about with both like yeah, the curveball and the and the sweeper he can spin it hasn't really led to much outside of you know the the second half of 2022 mm-hmm. in his career so there are a lot of uh a lot of options here. And there are a lot of guys who it's not going to be difficult to move on from. Uh, You would think in theory that the guys with the major league deals would have the edge because you know, they don't have, they could everybody on a minor league deal. They could just ship to the minors and they could start them in triple A and all that stuff. And, and uh, that's probably what's going to end up happening. That's the most likely scenario, but yeah, we can't roll out a trade at all. Um, We can't roll out a trade for multiple middle relief guys. I mean, if it takes Spire and, you know, if it takes Spire and, Thornton to get a you know a solid second baseman or whatever you know uh, then they should probably do that yeah so we'll see how it goes uh but yeah it's it's gonna be a it's camp yeah, battles really aren't a thing as much as people want them to be but yeah there's I like how they are in like football and stuff like that no yeah. there's there's and it's not gonna be based on who performs well like in terms of just stats so. Uh, we'll have plenty of time to talk about spring training battles. We have to fill the February, March episodes with something, but, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, the way you look at it right now, the guys on the major league deals definitely have a a major leg up, but there are some legit arms in that, uh, in that mix that you mentioned that are on minor league deals that could just very well be better than Thornton and, and both and and all that, like Cody Bolton, by the way, he can also spin it. Like he's got a good breaking ball. So, Um, I don't know if the Mariners are trying something new here, but the bullpen is definitely more diverse. There's a lot more non, you know, sinker slider types, uh, -hmm. in this year's mix and, and we'll see how they want to put that together. But it's, uh, it's, it's going to be fun. I'm, I'm really, there are a lot of arms. I'm really excited to see, uh, this spring. And I just hope that means we get to watch any of them. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, it's, it's expensive to fly a camera crew down to Peoria for six weeks. So we probably won't get to see much. All right. Yeah of course um moving on
0: to answer the question at the root of it right is does this mean that something else is going to happen maybe but the other thing that we have to keep in mind here is that relievers relief production notoriously volatile mm-hmm. so you want to cover your bases and if you have the opportunity to add a bunch of arms and add a bunch of alternatives that you can come through do it and i think that's what the mayors are doing here right Uh, they've added a lot of uh you know mid to low leverage guys uh that you know if they do have to trade you know a taylor saucedo or a trent thornton or a gabe spire or someone like that they have other options to uh to sift through um or if one of those guys regresses or a couple of those guys regress they have other options here we're going to talk about a couple of uh other smaller items in just a moment but first a reminder this episode of the lockdown errors podcast is brought to you by jace medical So I know we looked at sports to escape from some of the, you know, the crazy realities of real life. But can we talk just for a minute about actually preparing for real life? Because I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than, you know, for example, if a loved one of mine got sick while a supply chain issue was all that was keeping them from the life-saving medication they needed. But thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics that treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including stuff like, you know, UTIs, respiratory infections, skin infections, and many others. And this stuff could happen to any of us. That's just the reality of it. So visit jacemedical.com, that's J-A-S-E, medical.com, and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular costs. It has never been more important to be prepared than it is today. So go to jacemedical.com. Again, that is J-A-S-E medical.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to get $20 off your order. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. So before we get out of here, wanted to touch on a couple of uh, smaller things here. First, uh, we finally heard from Brant Brown, the Mariners' new offensive coordinator on last night's hot stove show, 710 Seattle Sports. Uh, And they talked to him a little bit about his philosophy, um, his thoughts on the 2024 ball club, all that. Uh, And there's been a quote that's kind of made the rounds here. um, Slug is thrown, not hit. It's a very interesting way to look at things. It is far from a unique thought, right? At the end of the day, it's just take what the pitcher gives you, right? That's, That's really what he's saying, right? Which, again, that's something that's existed for a long, 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 long time. Uh, but I like the way that he worded it, and I think it gives us more of a glimpse into uh, what his assessment of the 2023 Mariners offense is and kind of what the approach for the 2024 Mariners offense is going to be. Uh, but to essentially you know, explain that quote a little bit further, uh, it's just about basically don't chase after power. Don't try to manufacture power. Let pitchers make mistakes and then make them pay for those mistakes. But just don't try to do too much at the plate, essentially. And he really went into detail on this saying, quote, first and foremost, it's not what the pitcher is trying to do. It's what you are trying to do to the pitcher. Second, is there a situation that needs to get done to help us win that changes what you are trying to do? And three, we don't know which run in the game is going to win the game. We have to understand at the end of the day is you have to know where you are at in the count. You have to understand as you get into deficit counts, the slug goes down and the chase goes up. We have to modify our intent to where we are at in the at-bat where we are at in the game, and everything needs to be tapered towards a letter, which is a W instead of a number. So again, I think this gives us a glimpse into what his thoughts were on the 2023 Mariners offense, which is what we talked a lot about over the last, you know, nine months, right? Which is this team on many occasions looked like it did not have a game plan. A lot of the hitters did not look like they had a game plan, that they were just kind of vibing out at the plate uh, and that they weren't adapting to different counts and different situations. And that's ultimately what Brant Brown has been brought in to address, right? This is why he is the offensive coordinator, not just the hitting coach, right? He is going to, you know, assess technical and mechanical things as well with his hitters. But for the most part, his thing is strategy, right? And like, I know there's been a joke about like, oh, he's the offensive coordinator. Oh, he's up in the skybox calling plays and all that stuff, right? It's not really what it is. It's just about crafting game plans ahead of time and talking with the hitters through these situations and kind of explaining like here's what we want to do on you know a 2-2 count as opposed to what you're doing you know in a 3-1 count right Uh, stuff like that and I think that's very important again because when you look back on 2023 this team did not look Discipline whatsoever. It did not look like it really had much of a game plan Like it really had any idea of what it wanted to do and and therefore they really struggled to uh, Craft and much of an identity as an offense over the course of the year uh, So I think Brown's gonna really help that and so hearing him speak last night seemed to uh, Give us some clarity as to what really his role is going to be with the team uh, secondly uh, baseball America released their uh, their top prospects list, and four Mariners prospects made the list. Uh, Cole Young at number 44, Harry Ford at number 51, Colt Emerson at number 52, and Las Montes at number 100. A little bit of a surprise. Uh, Colby, what do you think about baseball America's list? Do you agree with it? What do you think about the
1: ranking on Las Montes, especially? Uh i mean i don't know las montes is the 100th best prospect in baseball i mean cool because i have him as like the mariners ninth or tenth best prospect mm. so but he's your not uh, colby he's your not sure that's totally a thing mm. uh yeah i have las montes at 10 in the mariner system uh so baseball in America and american i disagree pretty hard there um I also disagree with Ford and Emerson. I think Emerson should be ahead of Ford, but it's one spot. So it's kind of hard to gripe. And even if you want Emerson ahead of Young, again, it's like 10 spots. It's kind of hard to gripe. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, personally, I don't think, I think uh, Montes is is a big reach in the top 100. Uh, That is saying that you believe the bat is special because he's giving you nothing else. He's not giving you base running. He's not giving you outfield defense. Like he's got to hit and he's got to hit big. Uh, to be a, a, you know, a big prospect. So, um, you know, baseball America thinks that cool, I guess. I mean, good for them. I disagree. Uh, I, but that's, you know, also, I, I really don't like bat only prospects. I, I, you know, I tend to, to look for guys who can help you in multiple ways, have multiple paths to the big leagues. That's why guys like young and Emerson and Ford, um, are really nice pieces because, you know, they all can in theory play up the middle, um you know they all can play you know above average defense at a at a prime position uh and they all have you know hit tools and so if they turn into you know 25 home run guys great uh but they don't have to in order to help you if laz montes is hitting you know if he gets to the big leagues and he's 2433415 like that's not really a valuable player because he's not giving you anything defensively or on the bases either so um you know, I, I know that a lot of people are really high on Laz. Uh again, I'm not. Uh I would have I would have preferred Ty Pete ahead of him. I would have preferred Gabriel Gonzalez even ahead of him. Um, but yeah, you know, it's a it's a first list. Lots lots will happen. Uh I think the Mariners will add one or two more throughout this year. Uh personally, I, I think that Aiden Smith is the guy who's gonna really take off and surprise mm-hmm. people. Um, and I think that Gonzalez is probably a fringe top one hundred guy. He's probably in the one 50 ish range 125 150 somewhere in that range so uh, i suspect we'll see more mariners pop up uh, in the eight. top one yeah uh, i suspect we'll see more guys like that and, and more or less but uh, one thing that is becoming increasingly clear is that the mariners farm system is underrated uh mm-hmm. pretty significantly it's a really good top 10 to 15 um it's only I real
0: believe, didn't pipeline release like a poll or something from right, they uh, pulled... people in the league Yeah, Yeah,
1: they pulled like one scout or one like you know scouting director or one GM from like every team, and the Mariners were tied with two other teams as having the most underrated farm system. Yeah, Uh, I think they also did a similar poll and they asked for individual players, and I think Colt Emerson was named one of the two or three. I think he was the number one. Yeah, I think he was the number one. Yeah. So again, the Mariners pretty good at drafting. They're pretty good at at identifying who they can help. They're pretty good at developing. I mean, we can't say they're great yet because none of these guys have gotten to the big leagues. I mean, Julio, Gilbert, Kirby, Cal. Uh, so we can't say they're great yet because they've only produced four all-stars in the last four years. But yeah, the Mariners pretty good at this. Pretty, this is the second time that they've basically rebuilt the farm. Uh, and Jerry DePoto's tenure and, and, you know, the first time they did it in a pure traditional rebuild sense, the second time they've done it as they've competed every year for playoff spots and this year, the American league West. So, uh, Mariners player development, pretty good Mariners ability, scouting their ability to find talent and keep in mind, they're not drafting in the top 10 they're drafting in the twenties. So, uh, yeah, to me, this is just a, a sign that, you know, the Mariners can trade prospects and they could be aggressive trading prospects because they've been really successful at identifying and finding ones who can replace them. Uh, the Mariners farms is someone from like number three to like number 20 after the Castillo trade. And now I think it's pretty solidly in that 10 area and it's going to get better. Uh, they've added, you know, Joseph uh, from the, from the international class, they're going to have yep. another good draft. They always do. Um, and, you know, that's, that's not counting all the young players that have graduated that aren't eligible for a list like this, but they're really good and they are about the age of most prospects, Julio. So yeah. yeah, the Mariner's farm system's in really good shape. Uh, despite uh not quite having that not not having that star in it. Like there's no Julio in, in this. There's not even a George Kirby in this farm system, but it is a pretty darn good farm system and there's a lot of interesting guys in it. Yeah. And also don't forget about Johnny Farmello,
0: the Mariner's other essentially first mm-hmm. round pick. Uh, this past year.
1: Mariners also linked by Joe Doyle to like an absolute physical freak. Who's going to be yeah. top five to 10 in next year's international class. So yeah, they're doing work yeah they are stockpiling talent
0: in mm. that uh in that farm system all right that is going to do it for our show thank you so much for joining us here on the locked on Mariners podcast for colby patnode i'm tyden gonzalez be sure to give us a follow on twitter at lo underscore mariners you can follow me at Ty Dan gonzalez and colby at cpat11 that's cpat11 you can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode thank you again for making us your first listen have yourself a beautiful baseball day we'll see you next time
1: peace